And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today, today is the 10th of May, year of our Lord, 2022. Don't adjust your 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 speed that you're listening to the podcast. It's at normal volume, James. <laughs> future James listening to this podcast. Don't worry. Your 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 thing your 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 speed control is just fine. Um I made the joke last week. We do have a lot of housekeeping things to get through. I do want to start today um on a little bit more of a serious note because I woke up this morning and uh read some news that I didn't love. Um the Adrian Payne thing and um some people know this about me. James, I think sometimes we get caught up in, hey, I've told this story before. I think that the podcast is growing enough that some people haven't heard certain stories. So sometimes I think it's important to revisit things. Yeah. And some people know this about me. When I grew up, I wasn't a basketball guy. Um, I was I played football. That was what I did. Um, and then the switch was like once I was like out of high school and like, you know, once we traded Chauncey, I didn't care about the Pistons anymore. So for a lot of years, I didn't care. Um, but what happened to me was I left high school and eventually started to make the switch that I really, really cared about basketball. And one of the first players that really kind of did that for me was when Adrian Payne was at Michigan state. And when he was, when we were making those big 10 tournament runs and we had the whole the Lacey, the princess Lacey storyline. And I've seen a lot of touching things about that today. And James, I know you remember that really well. Um, you know, I remember when he had the, I think the 42 piece in the tournament, I had like never seen a Michigan state player put up 40. Like that just, it just doesn't, (laughs) happen with Izzo guys it just doesn't happen so um I remember seeing that in the tournament especially was really like you know um and uh you didn't you know it sucks so seeing that really hurt because he was and because it happened to me in baseball too Roy Halladay was one of those pitchers man that he was one in MLB the show he was like I was like oh my god I love this guy I always I I always would try to pitch like Roy Halladay I always loved him and then (laughs) you know so um that definitely sucked to wake up to this morning and I just kind of wanted us to touch on it a little bit yeah man rest in peace to, to adrian Payne. uh for those who don't know former michigan state basketball player reports are that uh, he died in florida on was it this morning or this morning yeah. or i'm sorry monday morning yeah um yeah we actually me and him went in we went to state at the same time same year had orientation the same day <clears throat> excuse me so i got to know him a little bit covered him a little bit um yeah, I mean, obviously not the nobody's perfect, but um did a lot of good things um on the court and obviously the Princess Lacey story was touching for many and yeah, man, 31. It's sad. It's I mean, regardless of your thoughts and opinions on on Adrian Payne, 31 is is sad for anybody to lose their life. 
Yeah, so I took to Reddit this week. I took to Reddit, and I was like, hey, because last week I had mentioned that I had an idea um, that I wanted to do, and then we had the Johnny Kane interview happen, and then we pushed it to this week. But I wanted to see if Reddit agreed with me. Are you wearing and, a white um, turtleneck and a white hat? No, it's a Colorado Buffalo's um, 1990 Orange Bowl FedEx Express crew neck. Uh, crew neck. Oh, okay, crew neck. From, from how the yeah. mic was positioned, I thought you had a turtleneck on. Um, I see you. And I just want to say to the guy on I've done, James, I've done a really good job because two things. One of the housekeeping things I wanted to say last week was someone on Reddit said, I don't love that Nick always calls people morons because because uh, I always call Pistons fans morons. And if I'm a Pistons fan, you know, and mm-hmm. I immediately started typing and was def- and was like, you know what, man? Well, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, apolog- it was apologetic, but was also defending myself. Yeah. I'm just going to take a hard stance. Valid. I'm not going to call Pistons fans morons anymore, even though, even though, even though, as one of them, I think it's kind of like a, you know, you yeah. know, like a family thing. But right. hey, you're right. Sometimes I can, I, maybe that comes off the wrong way. So that in mind, the guy on Reddit who was like, oh, Nick crowdsourcing uh, his podcast material, we all get it. I want to say fuck you because you won. And I've been thinking about that comment nonstop for four days. <laughs> you win. You got in my head. And congratulations. I say all of that, <laughs> James, to say, do you want to take a trip down memory lane? Yeah, let's do it. I wanted to go through the 10 most consequential moves of Troy Weaver's tenure so far that have led us to this moment. And for those of you who are like, are there really 10? No. <laughs> but this is an hour-long podcast sometimes. So I wanted to, <laughs> this is like a 30 to 45-minute podcast. I wanted to blow through as many as we can. So do you have a ranking um, I, system? Do you I, have a so, ranking? Do you have them ranked already? So I was going to clarify a few things up front. Thank you, James. Um, one, uh, this is the only order that this is in is in order of dates. So like okay. this is in, in in chronological order. That is the only order that this is in. I'm not naming. It's not significance over anything. Okay. The one the, there are a few things that Reddit suggested that I'm just going to nip in the bud right now and say that they are not in here, and I'm going to explain why. Okay. People people were citing. Um, you have to do the Sadiq and Isaiah thing. Now, to be fair, I could have done the... What's the, Sadiq like, and Isaiah just, thing? Just wheeling and dealing on draft night to get them. You didn't count that? Hold on. That's what this is for, James. Oh. I'm going to explain why. So, the reason I didn't is because when you look at the actual transaction history, it gets really murky. Because so many of those trades were included in other trades. So, it's like, intrinsically, there is one thing in here that did end up being included in the... Because, like, the Isaiah thing was also the, the Christian Wood thing, which was also the Trevor Reza thing, which was also involved with five other teams. And, like, the Sadiq Bay thing was involved in the Bruce Brown trade, which involved which was involved with Toronto, which was also the Luke Kennard trade. You know right. what I mean? So, there were so many moving pieces. When we get to it, it will make sense. And I and we're gonna get there real quick. So okay. that's the first thing. So it's not in there because there are too many moving pieces. But like, yeah, could have done the whole 2020 draft night if you wanted to as one move. If you wanted to, you can. The second but like, thing I to me, to that's say, like number one. So I don't know how this isn't. I don't know how that's not in there. You'll see. Okay. The, you'll see. It will all make sense. And if it doesn't, we can talk about it, and I can change the list. Okay. That's what this is for. Okay. Okay. Last thing, because this is a heavy me podcast so far. A lot of me talking. The second thing I wanted to say was people wanted me to put in that Troy Weaver, quote, even bought into the rebuild in the first place, unquote. True. But 
it is well documented on this show, James. I think we've done a really good job talking about how um, I think a lot of that actually goes to Tom Gores because there's it there it says a lot about a guy who for so many years was like, no, 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 no. I want a winning product and I will do whatever I can to try my best to win 40 games. And as infrequently as it happened, that was always his goal. So it says, and I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, give billionaires credit. That's not what I'm doing. I'll give a fuck about that. I'm just saying as an owner, right? Like it takes a lot to be like, as again, as a businessman to, to take that step back and want to um, bite that bullet. And because of that, in the interview process, he was looking for a guy who was best suited to deal with the rebuild. And that's how you ended up with Troy Weaver. So I think that goes to Tom. Thoughts? I mean, I think the overall... Um, ideology bet- behind where the Pistons are moving, yes, that falls on Tom. Because if they, if he said we want to try to make the playoffs, they'd be trying to make the playoffs. So, right, yeah, right. I agree. Uh, yeah, and then he brings in Troy to execute that. Yes, right. He had a plan, and he brought in the guy he thought was best fit to execute said plan. Okay, and James, that that happened on June eighteenth, two thousand and twenty. The Detroit Pistons hired Troy Weaver. He immediately comes out guns ablazing and delivers a bunch of amazing quotes. Pretty sure the first official thing he did was the Justin Patton thing for training camp. I think that was his first official move. Yeah, sounds right. Okay, that and better not like have made it, the list. It did not. Okay. First thing that's first thing that's officially on the list. Uh, the NBA is having this weird COVID thing. They're having a rush season. Uh, the draft, everything's been delayed. The moratorium lifts. You're allowed to start doing things. November fifteenth, two thousand and twenty. The Pistons trade Bruce Brown. And that was the first domino to fall. And that's the reason that I want to put that here is because it was the first domino to fall. And it was really the first indication that like that was Troy, Troy Reaper. That was like the, the grim weaver. That was the, uh, the the introduction. Right. Yeah. And we, we kind of, but see, this is where the wheels start to fall off because this is what was also the first domino in that draft night sort of. So if you want to do like the whole first week, as like one move because yeah. it, if, it, that's if probably that's fair because like it all was it was a big spider web of the same thing but it was just different you know what i mean yeah, yeah, different yeah. branches yeah so maybe that's how we amend this so we just do the first week um and like just all the trades and draft night draft night related stuff maybe that is but but we will throw out we will exclude just because james was not a fan of it we will leave out the zyre smith stuff not picking him <laughs> No, do you remember when we had Zaire Smith for like three days and then we released him and everybody was like, oh. Oh, Zaire Smith. I was thinking yeah. of Zaire Williams. I didn't care about the Zaire Smith stuff. Well, I'm saying because everybody cared too much about oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I was like, how could you let go of Zaire Smith? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude hasn't dribbled a basketball in in an NBA game in like three years. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That was ridiculous. Um, so that's, that's the first thing that happens. And then a week later. So are you ranking them or just going over every move he's made? Going over the top ten moves that he's made. Okay, and there's no, and you're just so you're there are moves you're going to leave out. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like I'm not going to be like he signed Jaleel Okafor. All right. Yeah, because I don't care about that. Yeah. November twenty second, two thousand and twenty. Troy Weaver sets the tone. Jeremy Grant, three years, sixty million dollars, blew everybody out of the water. Nobody saw it coming. Uh, the old, the old two for one. Um, this, this was like our first flex. This was our first Troy Weaver flex. Look at who I know. Look at what I can do. Look at who I can get here. And people are going to be like, it's fucking Jeremy. You didn't get Bradley Beal. No, you're right. But it was like, a, hey, I've known this guy for this long. And because of that, because my relationship with him is so solid, dudes want to play for my basketball team. So then it's like, a, oh, wait, if we start to go through the, the Troy Weaver Rolodex, like who the hell else is in here? Yeah. So it was the first little taste 
of what Troy Weaver is capable of. I like that. There. I like it. I agree. I think obviously on the surface, it's not a a massive move, but it could be. I no. mean, well, it isn't. It isn't. It could be just simply. Uh, what if? What if signing Jeremy Grant gets the Pistons an extra first round pick? So um, it got them a guy that's a, a good NBA player, made Team USA. Um, yeah, got him a good basketball player to to get through this, and yeah, it's possible that could also get them another first round pick. So. He got an asset for the same price that the team that he left was offering him. Didn't have to overpay. And he like he was like, yeah, give me the keys for like. But how long did he really have the keys? Troy took those pretty quick. Second half of two thousand and like the second half of the two thousand twenty twenty one season. Okay. Are you talking about Jeremy? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once Blake and them were gone. Yeah. Which? Oh my God! Look at you. Do you know what day that was? I do. It was March 7th, 2021. The buyout is concluded and Blake Griffin officially becomes a free agent. Now, we did gloss over the Derrick Rose thing. I did write in parentheses after that. Also mention the Derrick Rose thing and how he officially kicked out, you know, all those guys. I wanted to throw... Well, actually, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Okay. Uh, Blake Griffin. Why is he on this list? I think because it was such this... This daunting task of how do you navigate the Blake Griffin contract? Do you try to trade it? Do you try to, you know, are you are you are you holding the grenade and trading picks like in order to get the contract off? No, Troy Weaver doesn't want to do that. So how are we going to do it? Well, they actually were able to get some money back because Blake Griffin was like, you know what? I appreciate you guys being accommodating through this really shitty process, and they got it done. And I think that that uh, was a testament to. Um, how motivated Troy was to really get the ball rolling because he's like, we all knew it. It's like you can't really start doing this until Blake's gone. You know what I mean? Until yeah. and then even after that, you got to wait till the money's gone, which is now. Yep. Right? Yep. So now the rebuild, like we did it. Congratulations, ladies. Part one is official. Phase one of the rebuild is done. Blake Griffin's off the books, yep. and there we go. Yeah, no, I like that one. I think the under uh, appreciated uh, section of that of Blake Griffin getting bought out is it opened up room for Sadiq. To start oh, sure. and and start really finding a rhythm. Five days later, sorry, six days later, James's favorite transaction of Troy Weaver's tenure. Unofficially, unofficially, he has not officially said this. Is this Corey Joseph? This is Sfima Kyluk traded to Oklahoma City oh, for Hamadou Diallo. That's Hamadou funny. Diallo. And then, you know, I didn't put later down the line that we were able to, you know, bring him back for, like, no money at all, which... That whole situation still bizarre. I don't feel like people forgot that Hamadou was supposed to get paid a little bit. Or we thought like, so, yeah. Paid a little bit, so maybe we just extended the time frame on that one a little bit. But you got a guy who you view as a, a core piece of your future. We've talked about Hamadou ad nauseum on this show, um, and you got him for a guy. I mean, I mean, I mean, Svi is a you know a strong eighth, seventh man, eighth man. It's a little high, but I think eighth he's- man for Svi, you think? Eighth man, I think is good. At his best, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> really, okay. on a good right. team. I mean, just okay. look at what he's he uh, eight he got, he got yeah. DNPs in Toronto. You're right in Toronto. You're right. You're right. And as much as like, if you go look at his three point numbers, like as much as we like saw in Detroit him have some hot performances, like his overall three point numbers aren't fantastic. It was bad. It was bad. Oklahoma City fans were like, "What the hell? <laughs> Did we just get duped?" Um, so anything there? You think that's you think that's substantial, right? Well, it feels like yeah. Thing? I think you just made a point. Incidentally, like I feel like OKC traded Hamadou because they didn't want to pay him, and Ooh. then 
And then, yeah, you're right. And then Troy didn't even have to pay him. I'm not even going to credit myself. I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. I talked myself into that one on accident. Good job, James. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, 12 days later, May 25th, 2021. DeLon Wright to Sacramento for Corey Joseph and two second round picks. Nick, why are you putting this one on the list? Because... Two things. One, you got off DeLon Wright, who this was the first, like, successful flip of of Troy Weaver's tenure, where he had just signed DeLon Wright, what, four or five months earlier, and you get a really solid, uh, well, on-court veteran, locker room veteran, and two second-round picks? Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Corey Joseph, obviously still here, is seen as, like, a not, you know, an essential part of the equation, but a pretty important one in terms of development and growth for the guys that we... uh, you know, hope take the reins, yep. and I think this one's pretty important. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't know, I don't know about important, but I definitely think it was like a good move. Like I think they won that trade. Maybe importance not the right word. Maybe it's, um, it was a good little. I can't think of the right word. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a trade that the Pistons won. A, a minor, a minor trade that had a couple W's. Good little snapshot in Troy Weaver's history yeah. in the in the old in the old transaction book. Um, ba, 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 July 29th, two thousand and twenty-one. I have famously not credited Kobe Altman for drafting Evan Mobley because quote a horse could have drafted Evan Mobley unquote. <laughs> However, I am going to be crediting Troy Weaver now for drafting Cade Cunningham because when you are put in the driver's seat and you have the ability uh, to to dictate the board um, and really shake things up for everybody else, you have to do more due diligence than anybody. And to be fair, would have been hard to get it wrong this year. I think we yeah. learned that it. I think it, we learned you would have been okay. I mean, you know, there there are certainly levels to it, but yeah. like we probably would have been fine. I mean, uh, the top but, four picks: Jalen Green came on late. Yeah. Uh, Cade and Mobley were in Barnes were tussling for rookie of the year from yep. most of the year. And then the fourth pick won rookie of the year. And by my best approximation, it should have been Cade. So there we go. That's how right Troy was. So that's why <laughs> I think it goes in here. And then. So drafting Cade. Yeah. I'm realizing now I put one down here as um, it wasn't a goof, but it was like a mention. This one as a joke. And then I forgot to write a serious one to go with it. So this is actually part of the 10, but I don't really mean this one. This one was part of the, it was just supposed to be a goof. Okay. okay. August 10th, 2021. Corey, jo- Corey Joseph restructures. And in parentheses, I wrote, uh, it proved that Troy Weaver has an undying loyalty to veterans. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Corey was really good when he got to Detroit. 
Yes. That second, yeah. those few weeks, yeah. Better than DeLon. Here's the, is the theme here that if we trade you a player, we are getting – wait, okay, wait. Yeah, we need to go down the list here. Okay, who did we trade Seku for? DeAndre Jordan. That didn't – okay, so that meant nothing. Um so We did – we so that's a wash. So nobody. Well, right. So yeah, nobody. Nobody wins there. Nobody won there. Um, we already did this V thing. We won that because Hamadou's better. Uh, what one were we just talking about? Delon and Corey. Delon was not great. Uh, we won that. The Bagley thing, dude. Is this a narrative? Do people talk about this? That Troy Weaver is just like fucking fleecing people. Like people, like you're bad. If you if you get traded from Detroit, like I would, quite, I would be like, should I be playing basketball? Because I might not be good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a bunch of around the margin moves. Like nothing. They're all good moves, but nothing's been like super significant yet in terms of trades. Marvin could prove to be, but it's early. It's a good trade. Come on. Oh no no no! I'm saying it's a good trade, but like okay. you you said, why are, are people talking about that? I'm like, it's like it's been. Small trades. But, like, what else is there to talk about? It just no, seems no, no, like something no, no. that would have come up. It, no, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agree- I am I, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm just saying, doesn't it seem like... We were talking about fucking trading for Zion the other day. Like, I don't uh, know where... You know what I mean? So, like, if we talk about that, like, we're not going to talk about how Troy Weaver is really good. I don't know. Whatever. Um, September 24th. Oh, this one is another one that it's going to sound like a goof, but I have a good point after it. Okay. Okay. I've actually just mentioned this and forgot that I wrote it down. We're nearing the end of the list. September 4th, 2021. Sekou Dumboya and Jaleel Okafor are traded for DeAndre Jordan, signaling the official turnover of the roster. Because it, and we talked about it like a month ago, that there was a point, it wasn't that long, it was like three weeks ago. There was a point where, um, we as Pistons fans, you know, like that select group of us who are just attached to, you know, the the Stanleys of the world. Well, the Seku thing, which was arguably maybe the weirdest and most unhinged of the last decade in terms of all the young guys. Yeah. I think we saved the weirdest for last, certainly. Um, <laughs> it was like, what the, it was like, what's going to happen to Seku? Like, he believes in Seku, right? Like, what's going what's gonna to happen to him? And there's, no, he doesn't. He's not. <laughs> No. Uh, so that was like a really nice, just for me personally, ripping the Band-Aid off. And now I'm like, everyone's gone. And now I'm just like, okay, this is a completely new basketball team. And that's that. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's a, a in a weird, very weird way, uh, a landmark moment. Yeah, it was, a, it was the official, everybody that's on this roster, Troy brought in. In what, less than a year? Or just over a year. Yeah, just over a year at yeah. this point. At this point, it was like just over a year. No, like wait, he, one, when did Seku get traded? He got Seku traded on September 4th. So it was like a year and 2021? Yeah, like 15 months after he got hired. And Troy got hired 2020? 15 months before that, yes. Oh, okay. Damn, it's been yeah. that long. This one I wrote down, but like... I didn't know how. I didn't. I didn't know what to say. So we might have to substitute on the fly. I wrote January 10th through the 13th, the next bull bull stuff. And you're like, but it didn't, the trade didn't happen. It literally it didn't, it didn't happen. I know, but it just felt like something that I need to put in there as like a, Hey, I don't want to forget that. Like, this was a thing that I witnessed because like voided trades don't happen a lot. Yeah. So like, I, I, I just feel like I needed to put it in out in the zeitgeist, you know, just to see. You just wanted to bring what, it back up. Can we talk about it? What, how is this significant? We started playing really well after that. Yeah, I mean, Magruder played well. 
That's right, because there was the whole like, wow, Denver's coaches did that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in in like Shot three the days. Out of the ball. I don't. Yeah. Other than that, I guess maybe the, it shows if you if you want to like try to find something, twist and turn. Like I guess it shows like the culture being built here that a guy who got traded came back and played hard and obviously didn't have any uh, ill will toward the Pistons and it kind of yeah. shows what type of it shows uh, Troy's evaluation of character if you want to sprinkle some some positivity on it look at you James uh sure then that's canon we're gonna put that in there. I mean if you're gonna put that in there and still not like the fact that you have like I know you're going chronologically but like the fact that you didn't mention acquiring two more first round picks in his first draft because it well, like that's all you maybe, had to say I guess you're right Sure, I think you made. I think you for. made it harder than it had to be. Yeah, that's what this is for. That's why I wanted to talk about it because I knew there was stuff I was going to leave out. That's why I went to Reddit. The Pistons to got two all rookie players with somebody else's picks. Yeah, that's probably yeah. number one. Yeah, or I mean, I guess well, I two mean, behind Kate. Yeah, yeah, behind Kate. I mean, yeah. you know. I always. Also, I mean, picking number one like that's not like he didn't get. He didn't decide he picks number one. Also, this is not a ranking. Not a ranking. Okay. And then the final one. February 10th, 2022, Marvin Bagley is traded to the Detroit Pistons for a bag of basketballs. And, ladies and gentlemen, that is how we have ended up where we are today, in arguably the best position that any team sub-500 could possibly be. And it feels really good. Is that true? Best sub-500 position? Don't you always hate that? Hey! How'd your... That might be true. We officially... Well, no, it's not official yet. How are you batting on your ballot? Uh, I I voted Jokic MVP. Uh, I shouldn't have. Did you see who he dragged to forty nine wins, forty eight wins? Here's the thing. I um, I get it, and I think that the statistical evaluations of Jokic, comparatively to to Embiid to Giannis, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's really hard to, to be like, no, Jokic shouldn't have won MVP. I just worry that we're, like, becoming desensitized to Giannis a little bit. That's fair. And I think that there's a point where, ah, it's the offseason. Do I want to have an offseason take? This is, like, this has such offseason take energy, what I'm about to say. I just worry with Giannis that we end up approaching the LeBron territory of like oh for sure and he got four which is cool but i've we've said this a hundred times he should have 10 yeah and i think Giannis will win more to be fair and i love the whole international player four years in a row i love it i also love a little positive spin zone for me this makes me look really good because a month ago when i didn't put Embiid in my top five and you were like he's about to win mvp well now he didn't and that's why he's not top five james because joel Embiid didn't win mvp Facts. so there you go you called it um I don't know. I just don't love it. But I, but I get it. I get it. It's I mean, fun. if they finished 500, I wouldn't have voted for him. But the fact that they got to near 50 wins with his second best. You can't not. Yeah. You can't not. Yeah. So it was tough. I went back and forth with all three. But I went with Jokic, the Joker. How are you feeling about the playoffs right now? Uh, They're fine. I've, I haven't watched a ton. I've watched probably like a game every other day. Um, It's getting shocking, like Houston tying it up, Dallas tying it up. Or Houston, Philly tying oh, it up. What the hell? Yeah, that's my. I was thinking of Harden, Philly tying it up, and Dallas tying it up. 
Um, I feel like the Bucks are a bit lucky right now to be tied up. I mean, it, Jason Tatum had 10 points and Giannis scored 42, and they only won by three. Yeah. So it's a weird series. I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out. It could get interesting. It seems like home court's real now, though. Like it's it's good to have home court back. It definitely feels good to just be feeling a playoff game again. Yeah. Because like last year we had it, but it, there was also that feeling of like, should we be doing this? Like, right. Should, you know what I mean? Like it, but. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, what'd you do for uh, Mother's Day? Uh, my mom came here, and uh, her and my stepdad, and we went to Farmer's Market, or Farmer's Market, Eastern Market, hung out, got him lunch, just chilled, walked around. I have a... Um, what did you do? Did you send, you just talk on the phone? I, I called, um, I called my grandma the other day. Called her, uh, before, dude. I got, I got, and then I called my mom and my sister. They were yeah. Happy Mother's Day stone. if we have any mothers who listen. Yes, Happy Mother's Day. I got uh, robbed in Beverly Hills. How? By an old lady. Are you being for real? Uh, this is not like a, like she like like not not a visual podcast, folks. But I'm not smiling. Like she like ran in your pockets. No. So, I wake up the other day, and I was like, uh. I'm going to do something nice for myself today. That's what I'm going to do. It's like, Nick, you deserve to do something nice for yourself. Go to Beverly Hills. Go to Cartier. Go to Jimmy John's. That's the only place I can go to Jimmy John's. Got to go to Beverly Hills. I go, okay. Get in the car. Go. I'm in Beverly Hills. To, to, to uh, paint the picture, the landscape of where I'm at right now, if you've played the GTA story missions, the story, like the story mode, the story missions, uh-huh. by Michael's house where the Bugatti always is, that's where I was. Okay, where the Bugatti always spawns, that's where I am. If you know where that is, you know exactly where I am, great. Fast forward, I'm waiting, I'm hovering outside a sunglasses hut, right? Yeah. And I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm about to go in, and this old lady walks up to me. She goes, uh, she goes, excuse me. She's like, young man. And, because uh, it's an old lady, you know, I go, what's up? She's explaining to me that she needs a bus ticket. She's trying to go to Pasadena, and she's like, it's, I just need like four or five dollars. And I was like, of course, dude. Like, yeah. And she's like all disheveled and like walking all, you know, like limping and stuff like that. It's she's doing old lady shit. She's in her 80s. OK. Yeah. And as I'm pulling my wallet out, she looks at my sunglasses and she goes, Pause. are those car- she goes, are you <laughs> are those Cartier frames? And I go, yes, ma'am, they are. And she goes, those are a great piece. And I go, thank this you. This is bullshit. You're bullshitting. I'm not. Hold on. And I, I, it sounds like I'm just saying this to gas myself up. And she goes, are you, she goes, are you in uh, the music industry? I go, no. She's like, not a producer or something. I go, no, I'm more of the on-camera guy. She goes, okay. I hand her a 20 because I'm, I, I operate under the umbrella of what if this was my grandma? Okay. And some shithead kid blew off my grandma. Okay. So I hand her a 20 and I'm like, go crazy. Take five buses to Pasadena for all I care. She starts scooting away, and she walks not 30 feet. She's at the end of the block, and she's crossing the suite. Immediately flips, walking completely fine, and I watch her stand at another <laughs> intersection and walk across that street completely fine, and then just walk away. I got got. Like, she uh, got me. That's and funny. here's – can't be mad. I can't be mad at that. No, that's That's good. hard. That's hard. This 80-year-old woman, that's – I was like, I was like, I was like, you want another twenty? It was awesome, like, <laughs> great job. Like, this place is amazing. That's funny. Um, and then I, I, yeah, so yeah, that's what I did for that. Was not on Mother's Day. And then I went to Sunglass Hut, and then I went to Jimmy John's. Did not get a new pair of buffs though, unfortunately. Good. Good. You yeah. Need another pair. 
You got any music takes you want to get out there? Kung Fu Kenny, Friday. Did you watch the video? Yeah, hard. The new uh, Rocky video, you watched that? That's a great way to do a love song. That was dope. Oh, my God. Hard. That's some of the best editing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I'm that, to have I te- a good music summer. Oh, my God. I texted you on Friday. You get around to that Jack Harlow album yet? I skipped around. Uh, the song with Drake was hard. It leaked, though, is the thing. So, yeah, like, I, I had already it heard it. Yeah, I did. I was like, eh, I'm good. Even when it leaked, I was like, eh. The beat that, was hard. I, I texted you. Are we approaching? See, here's the thing: is because people just don't like Jack Harlow, and I'm not trying to alienate people who don't listen to rap. But like, so we'll get off of this in just a second. Here's the thing with Jack Harlow: is he approaching Big Sean territory? What's that mean? You have these crazy beats, and you do nothing with them. Uh... I, th- I don't think we're there yet with Jack Harlow, but this album kind of feels like we might. Like this is like chapter one of like a five chapter saga. Saga is three yeah, things. Yeah, I'm not a I'm, I'm not a Harlow guy, so I, I'm not the best one to answer that. But I wouldn't. Uh, it doesn't sound too far off from the little I've heard. Okay. All right, James. Well, let's wrap up here pretty soon. I, I got a mailbag have... up on the Athletic, talking nice. about draft day trades. Okay. Uh, Shade and Sharp, things of that sort. Do you have any new uh, intel as to, or maybe just your own personal, like, where, what do you feel in your top three? Because you always ask about mine. What's yours? Chet Jabari Paolo. Top five. Ivy Murray. Okay. Did you, we've sat on my um, drafting Jade and Ivy is like breaking the chair upstairs at the sleepover take. Do yeah, we, we did feel- that. No, I'm saying, but do we still feel good about that? We've sat on it. It still still sits right. I've been diving in more. I don't know. I need give me another week. I'll be at the combine next week. Um, uh, in Chicago, I'll have a little better idea. The lottery's next week. What? Yeah, Tuesday, May seventeenth. Oh my God! It's a normal. It's a normal year. Yeah. So we'll have stuff to talk about next next. Uh, what Monday. what what day is it on Sunday? We might have to. Let's just record. No, it's Tuesday. We'll just record. Did, it. We'll record on Tuesday. I literally have been anticipating it is is in like June because that's like my brain was like yeah it was in June last year I forgot that this is well, the, dude the draft is in a fucking month yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've made it this far, <laughs> thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe. Let us know uh, when James tweets this out, uh, what, what other guests people would want to see. We are not, I'm not going to make James, you know, I don't want to burn you out. But just for the summer, you know, we'll, we'll set up a tentative kind of lineup, what kind of guests people want to see. Yeah. Um, Okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.